I listen to about a half a dozen podcasts. Some are daily, most are weekly, and I have listened to a few of them since, well, since they were on AM radio, so I know what they believe. A couple, though, are new to me, and I ended up reading the books that they had written and looking through their blogs to try to figure out where they're coming from, what they're all about, or what they believe. So we decided on Christian Holiness Daily that you should know what we believe. So we're dedicating at least uh, 10 episodes to deal with that, eight different points about our beliefs. In part one, we gave you an overview of our beliefs. In part two, we proclaimed that we believe in one God in three persons of the Trinity. In part three, we spoke about our belief in the divine inspiration of Scripture. In part four, we covered our belief of the fallen nature of man and original sin. And yesterday, we declared that in spite of what other people think, we still believe in eternal damnation for those who do not trust in Christ Jesus. Today, we will proclaim our belief in salvation, that it is available to all, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord. This episode is titled, Whosoever Will. Stay tuned to Christian Holiness Daily. Holiness is perhaps the most misunderstood concept in Christianity. Anyone who has striven to follow the life of Christ will tell you that it is impossible. No one can match His love, no one can match His grace, and no one can match the compassion of Christ, for no one but Jesus is perfect and holy. Once the believer is filled with and empowered by the Holy Spirit, though, he or she is filled to the brim with the love of Christ and desires nothing more than to please God and follow in the footsteps of Jesus. The love of sin is then gone, and in its place is a love and compassion for others. That is Christian holiness. And this is Christian Holiness Sunday. Join us today as we post abridged sermons and writings from early preachers in the holiness movement. We begin this episode, Whosoever Will, with a look at the Sadducees and the Pharisees, two political parties in the Second Temple period. One party is conservative, the other is liberal. The Sadducees were conservative, more conservative than the Pharisees. And by conservative, I mean that they wanted things to stay the way that they were in the days of Moses. They were against change. The Torah was the law, and it was the ultimate authority, even if parts of it no longer made sense. The Pharisees were liberals. Though they recognized the law, they also recognized oral tradition, and they looked at the enforcement of the law from the lens of what made sense in its modern context. At the time of Christ, the Sadducees were the party of the high priest and those loyal to the high priest, while the Pharisees were comprised of scholars, laymen, priests, and scribes, scribes being experts in the law because they had published it by hand for so many years. Finally, the Sadducees did not believe in the resurrection and the Pharisees did. To cast a broad net, both parties challenged the authority of Jesus. A few, though, a very few of these men became disciples of Jesus. It was while speaking to one of the Pharisees that we learned the most about who Jesus came to save. We begin in the Gospel of John, chapter 3. A Pharisee named Nicodemus 
comes to Jesus on the down low, not wanting anyone to see him conversing with this controversial rabbi. Like most Bible authors, John adds no insight into the motives or the thoughts of the characters whose stories he retells. Instead, he just writes what he knows, the bare facts and the spoken words. What I see when I read the story is a typical politician who begins by trying to flatter Jesus. Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Whatever the motive, Christ seems to have ignored the opening words of Nicodemus. Instead, he gives the Pharisee a riddle of sorts. Truly, truly, I say unto you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus was puzzled. How can a man be born when he is old? I imagine there was a slight chuckle in his voice when he said, Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Maybe he shouldn't have sneaked in to see Jesus at night, he thought. The other Pharisees would have laughed at that. Jesus didn't. He didn't laugh. Truly, truly, I say unto you, unless one, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Now Nicodemus rubbed his chin and began to pace. Water? Spirit? Spiritual rebirth? What did it mean? The kingdom of God? This man is a radical, as radical as they claim. He plans on overthrowing the Roman government. That's why he's calling this a kingdom. What had he gotten himself into? He cannot be seen with a revolutionary. I must find a way to bow out gracefully, he thought. And while he thought on all these things, Jesus kept speaking. Some of it sunk in. It was beginning to make sense to the scholar. Nicodemus paused. He raised his hand as if to halt Jesus and ask a question. He was going to make the rabbi back up and start over. Jesus, though, didn't stop talking. We speak of what he know, Jesus said, and bear witness to what we have seen. But you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you earthly things and you do, and you do not believe them, how then can you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? Jesus turned his back and began to walk away, and Nicodemus followed. The rabbi was right. He had to hear more. Then Jesus stopped and spun on his heels. Nose to nose they stood. The rabbi's eyes penetrated to the very soul of the Pharisee. No one, he said in a whisper, has gone up to heaven except he who first descended from heaven, the Son of Man. Nicodemus had been told that Jesus claimed to be the Messiah. Now he knew the truth. The rabbi implied that he had come from heaven. Jesus said something that captured his attention. Then Jesus mentioned Moses and an incident of which the Pharisee had rarely heard spoken, the lifting up of an image of a serpent made out of copper. Ah, oh, Jesus understands, thought Nicodemus. The rabbi did understand. He's as wise as they claim, this Jesus. He knows that it's not the snake that healed, but the fact that when Moses lifted it up into the air, one must look at God. What Jesus said next made the Pharisee's heart melt. So the Son of Man must be lifted up, that whosoever believes in him may have eternal life. Eternal life, Nicodemus repeated under his breath. 
He was certain that there must be something more to this life, otherwise it wouldn't be worth the struggle. Jesus continued, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And with that, a tear welled in Nicodemus's left eye. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Whoever, whosoever believes in him is not condemned. Wow, Jesus said much more, but Nicodemus' heart paused on the fact that God did not condemn him. He deserved to be condemned. That he knew. If God only knew the things he had done, if anyone had known the things that he had done, I'm so sorry, he thought to himself. He wiped tears from his eyes and looked up at the rabbi. For God so loves the world? He asked. All the world? Jesus nodded. Yes, he knows. My father knows the things that you have done and he loves you anyway. Jesus reached out and touched the Pharisee on his shoulder. Nicodemus collapsed into his arms. You, you are the son of God. Do you believe it? asked Jesus. Yes. I do believe it, said Nicodemus. What do you mean that you must be lifted up? Follow me and you will learn much. You see, it doesn't matter. Pharisee, thief on the cross, prostitute, a woman with many husbands, rough and tough fishermen, lepers, outcasts, Samaritans, rich, poor, even murderers like the Apostle Paul, the offer of salvation is made to one and to all. No one is beyond the grip of God's grace. Thank you for joining us today for Christian Holiness Daily. Join us again tomorrow for another episode on your favorite podcast platform. For a transcript of this podcast, visit ChristianHolinessDaily.com. To contact us, go to the contact page of our website or call 844-857-6767. Our theme music is called Dirty Mac and is from the album BG Awakened.